I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So I have seen you guys all buying the liquid IV, and I want to say a huge thank you. When you order liquid IV with our code du jour, you are supporting our show. And meanwhile, you're making it more fun to drink water and your water more beneficial for your body. It's really a win-win. So shop Liquid IV, the hydration multiplier to fight your hangovers, recover from the gym, or just to stay healthy in your everyday and get your vitamins. You can shop it in the link in our show notes. And again, use code DUJOUR, that's D-U-J-O-U-R, and that'll get you 20% off your purchase. I also wanted to remind you guys that we have a special episode in your podcast feed from last week, and it is a recap of the presidential primary debate, as well as Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson, which dramatically aired simultaneously. So I gave you my thoughts and sort of a synopsis of where this all landed with the audience. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into our episode. So we have one mini story for you guys today and three longer stories. Let's dive in. So first up, I wanted to let you guys know that genetic testing has been done and confirmed that the flight list was correct. Prigozhin was on that plane that crashed in Russia. So it has now been confirmed. And while this is an extremely tragic event, Ukraine is celebrating because this is a man who brought a lot of terror down on their country. And frankly, they're glad that he's not going to be around to be continuing that work. First up for today, though, we have to talk about Trump turning himself in. So obviously where we left off on Friday, we were awaiting Trump's arrival at the Fulton County Jail in Georgia. And boy, did that appearance deliver. Let's go ahead and talk about it. So I had seen some fake AI mugshots of Trump right before the real one came out. And my husband and I were just like laughing, thinking like, boy, these AI pictures are so crazy. His mugshot is going to be much less eventful, you know, just like a chill picture of him. And boy, were we wrong. (laughs) I swear the real deal was crazier looking than the AI photos. If you guys haven't seen it, his mugshot, he's making this like action movie furrowed brow look that honestly cannot even be summed up in words. You have to Google it if you haven't seen it yet. It may be the Trumpiest of all the Trump moments of all time. And at first I was like, who told him to make that face? And then I thought, no, this is all Trump. 
He doesn't take orders from anyone. He is so careful about his looks using makeup, tanner, hair plugs, etc. I bet that he practiced this look in the mirror and knew exactly what he was going to be doing with his face in order to take that image and use it to promote his campaign to the high heavens. And what do you know, the first time that he has posted to Twitter, I mean X, since January 2021, he posts this mugshot and it is his return to this social media platform. Pretty incredible. This was definitely all planned out to the T and I'm sure he has already fundraised a ton off this image alone because there are already t-shirts, mugs, sign posters, etc. with this mugshot on them. So these are all being sold already on his website with the words never surrender in his signature all caps below the image. This image played right into his marketing ploy and it is certainly an image that will go down in history. Now for this next story, I do have to issue a content warning. This story involves racially motivated murders. So unfortunately, three people have been left dead in Florida due to what is believed to have been a racially motivated incident. These murders are currently being investigated to get to the bottom of things. But what we know now is that a white gunman in his early 20s wearing tactical gear entered a Dollar General and shot three people in the store. He then shot and killed himself. Shortly before committing this crime, the gunman texted his father and told him to check his computer, where he had left several manifestos and a letter addressed to his parents. The AR-15 he used to carry out this crime was adorned with swastikas. It is also confirmed that the gunman had visited a historically black college in this area just prior to committing this violent crime. He refused to let security on campus know who he was or produce an ID of any sort, so he was actually asked to leave the campus, and no one really knows what his intentions were. Governor Ron DeSantis, of course, because this took place in Florida, has called the incident horrific and called the gunman a coward, but he is simultaneously blocking critical race theory in classrooms, which is one of the most basic requests of the black community in fighting against these systems that breed and facilitate this exact type of violence. If more information comes out about these crimes, we'll be sure to keep you guys posted. And now we have to head over to Maui for some updates after the fire. So we have a number of Maui fire updates for you guys. First and foremost, I do have to let you guys know that the death toll is now unfortunately up to 115 people. A heartbreaking number that is again setting new records for the U.S. in this century. But local officials have actually filed a lawsuit against Hawaii's biggest electrical company, Hawaiian Electric, alleging that their negligence allowed this fire to happen. They said that years and years worth of maintenance hadn't happened on the power lines and that on top of that, on the day of, the company was supposed to turn off certain power lines due to this extreme weather they were having and they opted not to do so. The state of Hawaii referred to the move as, quote, intentional and malicious, end quote. 
In this era of climate change, we all must heed precautions when it comes to safety, and that includes protocol for electrical companies. At the end of the day, companies only respond to things that threaten their bottom line, so it's probably a good thing that the state is filing this lawsuit, and maybe they can get some compensation for the victims' families. Also, as another update to tell you guys about, the sirens were sounding in Maui just in the past few days, and it was heartbreaking for residents. If you guys remember, the first round of fires, the sirens did not go off, and that led to a lot more damage and injury than if they had worked properly and were able to alert people. Well, now there is a second fire ablazing, and the sirens are going off this time, like they should have the first time. But this fire isn't looking like it's going to be life-threatening, but it's understandably bringing up a lot of emotion for local residents who have lost so much already. I also wanted to clarify something for you guys related to this that may be confusing. Climate change had never been purported to actually start fires, but rather to create conditions in which they are more likely to start and more likely to spin out of control. But in terms of actually lighting the flame itself, that will be different in each incident. I hope that makes sense. In related news, schools are actually closing across the country due to excessive heat. I know my son's school had an event that they had to cancel due to excessive heat, but some schools have even had to send students home or tell them to stay home altogether due to the fact that they were not prepared to care for children in such high temperatures. In Chicago, teachers were instructed to draw the blinds and keep the lights off in order to cool things down as much as possible. According to the New York Times, 15 school bus drivers needed medical aid at the end of their shifts, one even being transported to the hospital, and students needed water-filled backpacks in order to keep them from passing out in the heat for drumline as early as 7.30 a.m. Heat-related incidents are definitely on the rise this summer, and this trend is only set to continue. Let's stay safe, everyone. So for our last story today, I wanted to let you guys know about Netflix saying keep it. So when Netflix first began, it put movie rental big box stores like Blockbuster out of business, mailing DVDs directly to homes rather than requiring people to get out in order to pick up a movie. Then slowly the streaming platform was built and that gradually overtook the DVD mailing side of the business. I wasn't even sure until now whether or not Netflix still mailed DVDs or not. And as it turns out, they have been, but that side of their company is now closing down for good, ending an era. Netflix announced this week that customers could simply keep their final DVD that they ordered as the company will not be needing them back. Such a bittersweet transition. For those of us that fondly remember wandering the aisles of Blockbuster with our friends and family, picking up candy and popcorn buckets to check out with for a cozy night in, well, it's nostalgic and it's fully in the past. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, The past is behind. Learn from it. 
The future is ahead. Prepare for it. The present is here. Live in it. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, oh.